0: If you'd like to give a donation, you can simply go to our website at mtdm.org and click on that donation button. God bless you.
1: Lives in me, thank you that our hearts are open and receptive to receive your word on tonight in Jesus name. Amen. We talked about the Holy Spirit and we talked about praying in tongues and how when we pray in tongues, it builds us up in our most holy faith, and we pray in the perfect will of God, and um, we're speaking directly to God, and we can find that in Romans eight twenty six, and how the Holy Spirit intercedes on our behalf. Y'all, I thank God for the Holy Spirit, because when we don't know, Lord knows, he knows. So when we begin to use our heavenly language, whatever is on our heart, whatever is going on that we're not aware of, I guarantee you to pray in tongues. And when you begin to pray in tongues and you're praying to your father and you're asking him to make known to you in English what you're praying unto him in your heavenly language, God will let you know what to say in English. He will bring things before you. He will reveal things. He will make things known that you didn't know anything about. So that's why we must pray in our heavenly language because it helps us and it refreshes us. In Isaiah 28, it talks about how it refreshes us and um, praying the will of God. So we went through all of that. Tonight, where I want to go, we talked about the Holy Spirit. I want to talk about blockers in prayer. Sometimes we can go in prayer and we're not really doing anything because there's blockers that's blocking us from hearing God. So we need to know what these blockers is that's keeping us from hearing God because sometimes we can be hearing a familiar spirit and we're thinking that's God and we're being deceived. And God don't want us to be deceived. He wants us to know nothing but the truth. We should know the truth and the truth shall make us free. So I said, okay, God, we're talking about blockers in prayer. What is the first blocker you want me to go over tonight? And the number one blocker that blocks you is unforgiveness. The number one blocker that blocks you in prayer from hearing God is unforgiveness. Why is it unforgiveness? When you hold a grudge, when you hold resentment, y'all know we went through this way long time ago, but we're talking about prayer. When you hold a grudge, when you hold resentment, when you hold um, animosity, when you hold um, strife, when you hold anger, when you hold bitterness, do y'all know that stuff come from unforgiveness? Unforgiveness will rob you of what belongs to you. Go with me to Mark 11, 23 through 25. Mark 11, 23 through 25, and I believe we're familiar with that. That's when Jesus, um, previously in that chapter, he had cursed the fig tree because the fig tree wasn't doing what it should have been doing, what it was created to do. And then Jesus began to uh, tell them, um, you know, he told them to have faith in God. But he said, truly, I tell you, I'm reading out the Amplified Bible, Classic Edition. Truly, I tell you, whoever says to this mountain, be lifted up and thrown into the sea and does not doubt at all in his heart, but believes that what he says will take place, it will be done for him. Now. He said, we got to say, right? We have to speak. So in prayer, um, we can be speaking to the mountain. We can be telling that mountain where to go. We're not doubting in our heart. But then he said in 24, for this reason, I'm telling you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe, trust, and be confident that it is granted to you and you will get it. So we have to believe that we have what we're asking for even before we receive it, right? We have to believe. But here's the key right here. You can confess the word 24-7 from the time you get up to the time you lay down. But this is what blocks it. And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him and let it drop, leave it, let it go. In order that your father who's in heaven may also forgive you your own failings and shortcomings and let them drop. Now I'm going to explain the part about your father in heaven. But before I do that, understand you speaking to a mountain, you telling that mountain to move and you believe in you saying you believe in it's moving. But if you got unforgiveness in your heart, ain't doing nothing. The Father ain't going to release nothing but an unforgiving heart. I don't care how much you cry. I don't care how much you uh, holl out scripture or know them. If your heart is not right before God, understand this. God is a loving God. God is a merciful God. How do I know this? Faith works by love. If you don't have the love in your heart... When you go before God in prayer, the love of God have to be springing up within you because he has all, uh, he's given all of us his love. It's in our heart through the Holy Ghost, right? So this is what happens. If I go to God in prayer and I have an art with Teresa and I'm asking God to forgive me for something I said, God ain't looking at that. It ain't got nothing to do with your salvation. Because let me, let me explain this, how this works. When he said, your father don't forgive you in heaven, that ain't got nothing to do with your salvation because he has forgiven us for our past, present, and future sins. That's a done deal. But what happens is if I'm asking him to forgive me of running my mouth and I can't forgive Teresa, he said, why are you asking me to forgive you? when you can't forgive her, you're losing your fellowship with me. Meaning that in order for you to participate in what I like and what I do, you got to let go of your grudge with her first before you asking me to forgive you for doing what you've done. It does not mean you lose your salvation. And God is, this is not dealing with salvation. This is dealing with coming before the father yourself saying, God, forgive me today. God, you know, I didn't act right towards Miss Deborah. Forgive me today. But then the father said, how are you coming to me and asking me to forgive you? This is why the Bible says, if you confess your faults, let's go there. Go to first John. What is it? Anybody should know that one. What is that one? First John, what? One, nine. Fault sins. If we confess our sins, he is faithful. And just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness, right? So before I go to prayer, y'all, this is what I have to do. I have to make sure that before I stand before God, trying to say, God, forgive me for running off at the mouth. God, forgive me for that curse word or whatever I did today. I want to make sure I got it right with my brother and sister. Because I'm asking him, I'm confessing something I've done. But if I have not gotten it right with my brother and sister and haven't forgiven them, how can you ask him to forgive? God don't hear that. That's not a loving father. Your faith worked by love. That's how it works. God loved us so much. He forgave us even when we were unforgivable. He forgave us for past, present, and future sins. And when we know the love of the father and we have the Holy Spirit, so we're going back to the Holy Spirit. When we have the Holy Spirit on the inside of us, the Holy Spirit is there to help us. He's there to lead us and guide us in truth according to the word. So what he's going to say is the Holy Spirit going to say, okay, you need to forgive your brother. The Holy Spirit is not going to let you approach God any kind of way. That's why we have him. He's going to remind us of what the word tells us that we need to do. This is why it's so important that we stay in the word, because if you don't stay in alignment with the word, you would think that you're okay when you're not okay. So a blocker is unforgiveness, and the enemy knows this. The enemy laughs, y'all, when we quoting scriptures and we doing all this, but yet we can't go to one another in love and tell a person, could you please forgive me for this? One thing I learned about forgiveness, and the Lord was sharing this with me today. Let's say a husband and wife, they're having problems and the wife know there's something not right with this husband. she has been noticing something is just not right with this man. So one day the man come in and said, can you forgive me? And the wife was looking at him and saying, huh, can you forgive me? How can she forgive him when she don't know what he done? That's why when we go to the Father, we openly confess what we've done so we won't give the enemy any inroad in our lives. That means you ain't got me no more in that area. I done got that in the open, so whomever or whatever you want to use to bring at me to stop me from going to my Father, see, he wants you to feel guilty. He wants you to feel condemned. That's why you open up and you go before that person and say, you know what, forgive me for saying this. That was not right. Guess what? I heard the door shut. He can't walk through that door no more, y'all. Y'all didn't hear that door shut. I heard it so loud. Because the moment you open your mouth and you confess it, bam, the door shut. You can't get back in there no more. Because I done went to my brother. I done went to my sister. And I shut the door. See, the enemy is looking for any crack he can get in. I don't know y'all, but me personally... And I shared this with y'all before. If I say something and the Holy Spirit checked me, it may not mean nothing to you, but the Holy Spirit checked me with what I said. I'll call you and say, forgive me. I shouldn't have said that like that. That was wrong. Some people say, why are you calling me about that? I didn't pay no attention, but the Holy Ghost did. See, when you're in close connection with the Holy Spirit, y'all, I'm going to tell you, it's so good. When you spend time with God on a day-to-day basis... The Holy Spirit don't let nothing slip. He makes sure that you stay in alignment with your father. He makes sure that you're doing and you're saying what your father is saying and doing. So he's going to remind you that wasn't right. Handle that. And when you listen to him, when somebody come back to you, guess what You that person do? Oh, we done squashed that. What you talking about? What did God do? He put that in the sea of forgiveness, right? And he don't remember it no more. God don't remember none of that no more. So let me ask y'all this. Just like this with unforgiveness. I don't know why I keep messing with Teresa. If I go to Teresa and I ask Teresa to forgive me, Teresa say, Pastor, you know I don't forgave you. But Teresa ain't honest with me. So Teresa keep going to the father with this prayer and she's wondering, she's saying, father, now something ain't right. She said, I know something ain't right, father, cause I'm speaking your word. I believe I'm doing the right thing. And she's really opening up her heart to the father. She said, father, I know I already have it, but this should be some manifest. It should be something here that should be done. That is something blocking. I feel a hindrance. Lord, what is it? God, show me what it is. And the Holy Spirit began to say, you lied to pastor. She asks you and you say, sure, I forgive you, but have you truly forgiven her? It's blockers when it comes to prayer. And the closer you get to the father, even in a marriage, if I ask my husband something and the Holy Ghost already done told me what the answer was, and I go to my husband and I ask him and my husband look at me and don't tell me the truth. I'm going to know it ain't true because I know what the Holy Spirit said. Let's say down the line, he come back. Let's say it's a year or two later and say, you remember what you asked me a year or two ago? It was true. That's what the enemy want, because if I hadn't built myself up in God for that whole time, it's going to be some rumbling going on in that house. Do y'all hear me church? It's going to be up to that two-year point. That means he got a tail whooping for two whole years. A tail whooping of two years. Because I've been holding... Y'all know what I'm talking about? Did anybody know what I'm talking about? See, our problems... The problems that we have is... We are serving the devil. When you don't tell the truth... Didn't we talk about this in one... We talked about this, didn't we? When you don't tell a person the whole truth. Who are we serving? The devil. Going back to Ananias and Sapphira, didn't we talk about them? Who were they lying to? They were lying to God. So when somebody come to you and ask you something up front and you don't tell the truth, you ain't lying to them, you're lying to God. This is why we have to stay in so much connection with the word of God. So when things come up, when they pop up, we can handle them the right way so they won't keep slapping us in the face. The enemy knows if we keep these things out there like that, we are being hindered. Our prayers are being hindered. And he knows that as long as your prayer is being hindered, there's some guilt there. There There's something that's making you guilty where you cannot move forward. So he's stagnating you. So remember in prayer, you always say, Lord, search me. Lord, see if there's any evil way in me. Lord, is it something in me that we need to talk about before I go into prayer? Is it something that I need to do before I go into prayer? Let's go to uh, Matthew, the fifth chapter. Verse 23 through 24. Matthew 5, 23 through 24. It says, Therefore, if thou bring thy gift to the altar... And there, remember that thy brother has ought against thee. Leave there thy gift before the altar, and go thy way. First be reconciled to thy brother, and then come and offer thy gift. Why would Jesus say this? I'm going to tell you why he would say this, because he knows there's a blocker there. When we come before God, we want to come before God with such an open heart Knowing I don't have anything in the way that's going to block my answer from coming forth. I don't have anything in the way that's going to block my healing from coming forth. Nothing is in my way to keep me from getting what God has already provided for me. Remember, it's already yours. But we can have blockers in the way that's stopping us from getting what God has. We have to do what the Word of God tells us to do in order for the manifestation to be released from what God is saying. So we think that just because we got a grace card, we can cut the fool, act like we want, and still think that we're going to manifest what God already provided. He's our father, and he chastised those whom he loved. So what happens is if we don't shut these doors, I'm going to tell you what happened. Go with me to Matthew 18, 21 through 35. Matthew eighteen twenty one through thirty five and I'm reading out the amplified again. Matthew eighteen twenty one through thirty five. Then Peter came up to him and said, Lord, how many times may my brother sin against me and I forgive him? And let it go, as many as up to seven times? Jesus answered him, I tell you not up to seven times, but seventy times seven. Y'all, is that not a lot of times? Let's stop right there. I'm gonna use Miss Deborah. If Miss Deborah comes to me and I keep lying to Miss Deborah, and Miss Deborah said, Oh, I forgive you, Pastor. I forgive you. Okay, thank you, Miss Deborah. So Miss Deborah come to me again and say, Pastor, how did this look? Oh, it looked good, Sister Deborah. And I go to Kwana and say, Kwana, now you know she need to take that off. So Miss Deborah find out I went to Kwana. Because Kwana went to Renee. And say, Pastor said, Miss Deborah need to take that off. So Renee said, Pastor said what? Why is she talking about Sister Deborah like that? So Sister Deborah come to me again and say, Apostle, were you talking about me, girl? Who told you I was talking about you? No, Sister Deborah. How many times was that? Three, four. Guess what? I still got 70 times 7. That means I can keep on lying and she's supposed to forgive me. That's what the word says. Ain't that the truth? Come on, somebody. Is that not the truth? No matter how many times I lie, because of the spirit of the living God that's in her, she's supposed to forgive me, not based on me. Hello, somebody. But based on what the word of God says, she's supposed to pray for me and say, God, if she don't, she's going to have some unforgiveness in her heart against me. You lied to me once, you lied to me twice, but I'm a dog. If you're going to lie to me again, I'm staying away from you. Her heart is becoming what? It's becoming hard. And the harder it gets, she's going to go tell somebody. Don't say nothing to her. Is that God? So the next thing is Jesus gives a parable. Listen at this. Jesus answered him, I tell you not up to say, okay, we did that one. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a human king who wished to settle accounts with his attendants. When he began the accounting, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. And because he could not pay, his master ordered him to be sold with his wife, with his children, and everything he possessed and payment to be made. So the attendant fell on his knees begging him, have patience with me and I'll pay you everything. And his master's heart was moved with compassion and he released him and forgave him, canceled the debt. But listen at this. But the same attendant, As he went out, found one of his fellow attendants who owed him a hundred denarii, about $20, y'all. And he caught him by the throat and said, pay what you owe. So this fellow attendant fell down and begged him earnestly, give me time and I will pay you all. But he was unwilling and he went out and had him put in prison till he should pay the debt. When his fellow attendant saw what had happened, they were greatly distressed and they went and told everything that had taken place to their master. Then his master called him and said to him, you contemptible and wicked attendant, I forgave and canceled all that great debt of yours because you begged me to. And should you not have pity and mercy on your fellow attendant as I had pity and mercy on you? And in wrath, his master turned him over to the torturers, the jailers, till he should pay all that he owed. So also my heavenly father will deal with every one of you if you do not freely forgive your brother, From your heart, his offenses. This is not dealing with hell. When you get turned over to tormentors, you're getting turned over to Satan. You're getting turned over to evil. That's what's happening. Because when you're not obeying what God tells you to do, you open the door to be tormented. You're opening the door to be full of guilt. You're opening the door to be full of things you shouldn't be uh, full of. That's why he said, they're turned over to the tormentors. How many of us in prayer can actually go to the throne of God boldly to obtain mercy in time of need without feeling guilty? How many can go to him with the open heart knowing we hadn't done anything? How many have to go every time and talk about what you've done and how you've done it and when you've done it, but you still ain't went to nobody to tell them I was wrong? And until we do this, you're being tormented. You're inviting evil in your house. When you know what's right and you choose not to do what's right, evil stays in your house. So this is why we have to, I have to, all of us. I'm not telling you nothing that I don't have to do myself. If I get a little inkling of me feeling a certain way about anybody, I got to get rid of that inkling. Or I have to call and say, wait a minute, I I need to talk to you about this. Because see, your heart can switch. It can Little by little, your heart can get so hard to be a heart of stone that you look more at people than you look at yourself. So that's why you have to stay in this word. And if you don't stay in this word, the enemy know I got you and I'm going to keep piling it on with you and you're going to look bad. So this attendant, he got mercy. He got love. He got forgiveness. But what did he do? He didn't give it to the other person. He wanted to kill this person. So that's not how God reacts, y'all. This is why when we go to our father, we want to make sure we've done what his word tell us to do. So it won't be no blocker from us receiving what God has already given us. That's what he's talking about, about if you have not forgiven them of their trespasses. How are you expecting God to forgive you when you're coming to him and asking him, Lord, forgive me for this. He's already forgiven for our sins. But when we go to him and we ask him for things in prayer, we need to make sure there's nothing there that's going to keep us from that fellowship, from sharing with God what he's already provided. So we have to ask him, Lord, what, what is it? Lord, what's weighing me down? Lord, something's not right because when I come before you, I shouldn't be feeling this way. I shouldn't have to always come before you and don't have no freedom when I come before you. I shouldn't always have to come before you dealing with me all the time. Have y'all ever thought about that? When Jesus went into prayer, when you go into John 17, who did Jesus mainly talk about? Us. Read John 17. He talked about us. Jesus' mind wasn't really on him. His concern was us. We should be just like Jesus, though we hurt. Though somebody has hurt us. Y'all, through the years, I can say I have been hurt. Lord knows, hurt, hurt, hurt. I can't say what a lot of areas I've been hurt in. But you know what? Through that hurt, God has made me who I am today. To not to hate people that hate me, but to love them even more, even when flesh didn't want to do it. Many times I had to walk the highway with my poodle, talking to God, conversating with God. How do you want me to handle this? God, what you want me to do with this? God, I'll take the fall for this. God, I'll I'll take the fall, God. You know, I don't want them. This is my heart. God honors your heart, y'all. He know where everybody's heart is. So when you come before him, he know if you truly repent it or if you truly have the love of God in you, in your heart. Remember how I told you me and my husband would get in these little teeny, y'all, it wouldn't even be worth fussing about. But anyway, we would get into it sometime and it's just like we'll meet in the middle and i go one way, he'll go the other, and i go in that room. i talk to God about that man. Mm. i talk to Jesus about that man. Son, you know what I'm talking about? I seen her laughing, so I said, you know what I'm talking about? I talked to Jesus about that man, and he waited till I finish. And then he'll tell me, go tell him that you're sorry. Tell him what? I ain't do nothing. He raised me up right then in my house before he can raise me up outside my house. He let me know if you cannot forgive your husband. If you cannot forgive him, even when you know that you didn't do anything, how are you going to go outside of this house and tell somebody you forgive them and you living with a man and y'all supposed to be one? Some, come on, somebody. How can I tell my daddy, I forgive you, daddy, and I'm staying with a husband and I'm like, get off of me. I don't hear nothing. How can we do that? Because we haven't fully got developed in areas where we need to be developed at. That means we need more work when it comes to those areas. So God had to work on me. And what God told me, you know, God know when we're trying to manipulate too. God know our thoughts from afar off. Come on, God took that sword and he cut me inside out. He cut the soul from the spirit and the joints from the mouth. And I'm going out, okay, God, I'm I'm tell him. Smiling. He said, keep your butt out of it. I said, uh-oh, I back right back up. I said, huh? He said, no matter what he did, don't put him in there and say, I did it because you did this. He said, I'm talking to you. It's only about you. And if he choose not to apologize, you did what I told you to do. Like I told y'all, he didn't apologize that same day, so I had to go back in the room. (laughs) Let's be real. I had to go back in the room and I had to talk to God again. I done what you said, but he didn't apologize. (laughs) So sometimes that will happen, y'all. And sometimes if we're not careful, careful, the unforgiveness that we have will turn into bitterness at that time. Because we felt like, why I always got to be the one. Because God is raising you up in a place that he wants you to be in. He's teaching you how to carry yourself. It ain't about us. It ain't about our feelings. Faith ain't no feeling. It's about what God will have us to do in this day and time. So just like he was getting tormented, turning him over to the tormentors. Let me give you another one. Y'all, isn't this good? I, I had to catch it before y'all caught it. Let me give you another one that God gave me. Not confessing sins, it affects your intimacy with God. I went over that, right? So I'm going to give you a scripture. This is David in Psalms 32, verse 3 through 5. Listen at this. When I kept things to myself, I'm reading out the expanded Bible, silent. I felt weak, deep inside me. My bones wasted away. I moaned, I sighed all day long. Listen to what he said. When I kept things to myself and I kept silent. You know how some people say, I don't say nothing to people. I just keep it to myself. Have you ever heard that? I leave people alone. I keep it to myself. They hurt me. I don't say nothing. I just go about my business. Can we raise some fingers and toes in here? I'm giving you a scripture. When I kept things to myself silent, I felt weak deep inside. How many, when you are being tormented over and over again with people, what they done, the hurt, how many get weak? How many get weak on the inside? I don't see number one finger, two Don't it affect your body some kind of way. It says, I moan, I sighed. Looking at this all day long. But listen at this. Day and night you punished me. Your hand was heavy on me. My strength was gone, dried up, sapped as in the summer heat. Then I confess. Listen at this. Then I confessed, made known, disclosed my sins to you, and didn't hide, cover up my guilt. I said I will confess my sins, my transgressions to the Lord. You forgave my guilt, the guilt of my sin. You know what was happening here with David? David had stuff on the inside. He had stuff on the inside that he was holding. But when he began to let go of that, guess what? He could go into intimacy. He could have that fellowship with God. How many in a marriage, married folk, when you and your uh, spouse is having some difficulties, maybe over small difficulties, maybe over who didn't wash the dishes or who didn't do a little something something or who didn't do whatever, and you don't say nothing to each other. And the longer you don't say nothing to each other, the more that flesh cringes. Then when you do say something to each other, you done said something you didn't want to say. Do we all do that sometimes? Because you're silent. You're saying, if I don't say nothing, I'm better off. Hello, somebody. Married folk do, is that not right? And that husband, no, not even look at you. Is that not right, me and honey, is that not right? You can see him out the corner of your eye trying to look at you. Don't even, don't even look at me. Don't even call my name, and you know that call your name, and you just looking straight ahead like you ain't heard that. I, I'm gonna tell y'all this this side joke. It's the truth though. We went on this trip with some people, and we went on the trip with some people, and uh, it was a daughter and it was a daughter and her dad. They went with us, and the man was on insulin, so we had to go where to Charlotte. So I believe we was almost there. So the father of the girl said, I ain't going to call the name because somebody will know what that name means. So they were asking the girl, and they kept calling her name over and over again. Did you get my insulin? Did you get my insulin? Now we in a van, y'all, okay? She looking straight ahead like she ain't heard nothing. (laughs) Me and my son Jeremy just burst out laughing. Because we knew the girl heard the man. He kept saying, did you get my insulin? Did you get my insulin? She looking just like this. I said, "Would well, this girl not answer this man. He better not go in a coma while we way up here. So he told my husband, he said, just stop me to the store and let me get some bear aspirin." <laughs> but anyway, the reason why I'm saying is silence is a killer. Y'all didn't know that? If you're not where you need to be in the Lord, silence can kill you. Because you got stuff on your heart that you're not wanting to say. or Because some people say, it's better for me to say nothing than to say something. Sometimes, y'all, that don't work. Because the more you let this stuff stay on your heart and you're not doing what God is telling you to do to get it off of you. There is a garment of praise That's used for the spirit of heaviness. If you never use that garment of praise, you are so weighed down. But when you begin to wave your hands and you begin to give God glory, y'all, everything just begin to change, doesn't it? So this is why David was saying, when I kept things to myself, David was keeping things to himself. And I thank God for these Psalms that David does, because David even let us know he tried to hold something in. (laughs) and it come out. So sometimes we can't hold things in. We have to talk about it, married couples. You are one. You have to let your husband and your wife know what's going on with you so you won't hold unforgiveness. I'm still talking about unforgiveness. You have to tell them, honey, I feel this way. Can, can you help me in this area? I'm, I'm feeling like there's some disconnection between us. And I said say that man to me. Ain't nothing wrong with me. It must be you. Oh, it's a lot of unforgiveness then. Because you're trying to talk to him. And he's sitting over there eating like a cow chewing a, ch- a cud. And you trying to tell him how you feel. And you already going through. And then he act like he don't want to say nothing to you. But turn out the lights. Now you want to talk. More unforgiveness. Who do I look like to you? Y'all know what I'm talking about. Unforgiveness. Look at the high. Come on. This is the truth. And it makes that woman feel more rejected. And it makes that woman don't want to have nothing to do with that man. Because they're saying, that's how much you think about me. Where's the love? Unforgiveness. Y'all, I'm still talking about unforgiveness. Unforgiveness is dangerous. And we're looking at it like it's nothing. God is telling us, how can you come to me in prayer and knowing you got unforgiveness in your heart with your brother or sister and you're coming to me and asking me to forgive you? I don't work like that. Let's read this scripture. Scripture. Ephesians 4.32 And become useful and helpful and kind to one another, tenderhearted, compassionate, understanding, loving-hearted, forgiving one another readily and freely as God in Christ forgave you. The more you get intimate with God, y'all, the more fellowship that you have with him, the sharing and the partnership. Ain't no way you can hold a grudge overnight. I'm serious. Because if you that intimate with God, the Holy Spirit is going to remind you when you wasn't even worth saving. God forgave you. It wasn't no sin that he didn't forgive nobody for every sin that it would be committed past, present, and future. He said, I laid my life on the line for all of them. And you can't forgive your brother and sister. That means you don't know me. That means you're not doing like I'm telling you to do. Because the love that I had for you is already in you for them. So that tells me you don't know me. God is a God of truth, y'all. Here go another scripture. Colossians 3.13. Be Be gentle. And forbearing with one another and if one has a difference, a grievance or complaint against another readily pardon each other even as the Lord has freely forgiven you so you must also forgive. Let's read it again. Be gentle and forbearing with one another and if one has a difference, a grievance or complaint against another readily pardon each other. Even as the Lord has freely forgiven you, so must you also forgive. Is that not the word? That's amplified though. I can read it out of King James if you want me to. Here go another one. Luke six, thirty six through thirty seven. I'm reading out the expanded Bible. Luke six thirty six through thirty seven. I love this one. Show mercy. Be compassionate. Just as your father shows mercy, shows mercy, is compassionate. Don't judge others and you will not be judged. Don't accuse others of being guilty. Condemn others and you will not be accused of being guilty. Condemn, forgive, pardon, release, and you will be forgiven, pardon, and release. That's the word, y'all. So one thing that will stop us, and we're going to go over some more blockers, but y'all, the number one that starts it all is unforgiveness, and the enemy knows that. All of us in this room has been hurt by someone, something. Every last one of us has been hurt by one word somebody said. But why would one word hurt us? Because we got some hurt somewhere else. And it just added to that hurt. I'll say this name, though. There was a man that was in this ministry years, years ago. His name was Harold Alton. Y'all, ain't gonna lie to you. Jennifer, now my witness, I don't care what you said to Harold. Get out, Harold. Go somewhere and sit down, Harold. Didn't phase him one little hour. Harold's still looking at you like a deer in headlights. Harold, go somewhere and sit down. He had taught you, was at the other church? Harold would walk to the stoplight, still talking. I don't care what you said about Harold. It didn't matter to Harold. When one end went out the other, man, what's wrong with you? I remember, though, me and my husband, when my husband started the ministry, me and Harold, we would, we was the first two up in here, and every day we would have our little conversation. And when I got tired of listening to Harold, I, I was standing here. He was stand there. I got tired of listening to Harold. I would go in my office and shut my door. That was my cue to Harold. Enough. Be like, Rick, enough. We threw so one day me and Harold started a conversation because you know, we in the same ministry working together and we greet each other. Hey Harold, how you doing? You know, how's your morning? How's your day? Da 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 da. But when that man showed up, soon as he opened that door, Harold went one way and I went the other. <laughs> that was one that could get Harold to run, which was my husband. I'm like, Oh, Harold, okay, we got to cut out all this talk. Okay. Until next time, and it was the next time. So what am I saying? This man was not bothered by what you said or how you said it. Even if you apologize, he probably saying what you talking about. Because he talked through whatever you said. Am I right? How many knew Harold? Am I right? Did y'all know Harold that way? It didn't bother Harold. So if you apologize, he'll go to another subject. He would. He, do you know him like that, Cat? He will go to another <laughs> subject. And you trying to pour your heart out. Here, I shouldn't have sounded that harsh. He go to another side or the government. I'm like, okay, I did my part. Ain't nothing gonna block me. I done my part. So this is what I'm saying, y'all. We, as the body of believers, supposed to be doing what the word tell us to do and not holding stuff inside because we feel some type of way. That's blocking your prayer life. That's blocking you from hearing God. It's blocking you from receiving what God wants you to receive to help you to get to where God wants you to get. I don't know about y'all, but I want my light to shine. I want to know when I go into prayer, I'm not just going into prayer thinking about me. I'm going into prayer with my heart free and open to say, God, Who I need to pray for today. What I need to pray about today. Because God, I truly don't know. I'm going to tell y'all this testimony. Y'all heard about Miss Carrie, right? Miss Carrie McIntyre. I think y'all got the text about praying for her, right? So, when I got the text about, and I'm pretty sure y'all did too. I just began to pray in my heavenly language. I said, God, you know what she need. When she need it. How she need it. I'm just going to call out whatever you have me to call out. So she's doing better. We give God glory. Today, Carol had called me and told me, she said, I went to see Aunt Carrie. And Aunt Carrie was talking to me. And right now, she's getting her strength back. And she said, you can hear her somewhat. She said, but this is what she told me. She said, get Pastor Amanda to call me. She said, I know I heard that. So I got somebody that can take the phone in the room with her. So... I got up with aunt Carrie today and I said, well, if they can take it in there now, I'll go ahead and talk to her now. So they took it in there. I think it was after 12 noon today and y'all, aunt Carrie said, I wanted to hear your voice. I know you've been praying for me and we went into prayer right then on that phone. Let me tell you something. People know people. No matter how far they go, God will put people on people's heart to let you know who to talk to. What am I saying to Miracle Temple? Miracle Temple, it's time to put up or shut up. We need to be in a place in this day and hour that whatever God's word is telling us to do, that's what we do. And we attend to this word. We pay attention to it. <clears throat> we climb our ear to it we keep it before our eyes so it can be in our heart or oh, it can be in our heart because god want us to have everything y'all that he has provided for us so we got to let go listen to me tonight this is crucial unforgiveness will make you sick Unforgiveness will weigh you down. Unforgiveness will have you doing ruthless things. We got to let go of unforgiveness and we got to move forward with what God wants, whether it's in your marriage, whether it's on your job, whether it's with kin folks, no matter who is with boyfriend, girlfriend, kids, dogs, cats. Jennifer, let them dogs and cats go. Whoever it is with, you got to clear that before you think you can go into prayer with God. You need to say, God, I don't want this no more. I don't want to be this way no more. Husbands and wives, you need to be coming together in prayer. You need to be walking alongside each other and saying, baby, we got a problem, NASA. You don't listen. And he's going to say, and you don't either. Well, we can't go another further with both of us hollering until we can get it together ourselves and find out why neither one of us is listening. Because it ain't happening, Captain. We need to quit pointing fingers at one another because it's pointing back at us. It takes two to tangle. We need to take responsibility and humble ourselves. And go to our brothers and sisters like the word says. Because if we don't, we are in disobedience. And that's another thing that blocks your prayer life. Oh, we're going to get into all these blockers, y'all. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Because we're in a root up and tear down. And that's who God has equipped me to be to root up and tear down. And that's why I'm so hated. Y'all didn't know. Know where you are. And if you're in this ministry, people are going to hate me because I love the Lord. And they're going to hate you because you're up under me. You didn't know. They're going to talk about you just as well as they're talking about me with you. Hello, Somebody. So we need to learn how to handle things according to the word, not according to the flesh. First of all, in our home and outside our home, y'all, it starts at home. If you cannot forgive your people in your own house, how do I expect you to forgive people up in here? Let's quit this. Amen. Do anybody have anything they want to say concerning this on unforgiveness? Come on, one, come on. Come on, Kathy. Come on up to the mic. And whoever else want to come, just line up right here. He's coming. you going to find it. Just take your time. And as soon as I called, see, I knew it. Yeah, I
2: was just, I was, I was just sitting I so Lord, if you want me to share this, you know, you gave me an opportunity to share it. Um, you know, like I always tell you, the Lord always put us on the same accord on mm-hmm. things. Um, so I thank God for how he um, ministers to us and shows us who, where we are and what's going on. And like you talk about, a lot of times, you, we, everybody goes through something. <laughs> you know, the enemy is always at you. If you pursuing after God, the enemy is pursuing after you. And a lot of times, um, we allow things to accumulate over time. Um uh, because we <laughs> we talk about being hurt by people, and it seems like the more you try to do right, um, people take it wrong and seem like you know all that hurt it just piles upon you and a lot of times you don't realize that you're hurt and sometimes you don't well you know you're hurt, but you don't realize that you're carrying unforgiveness until the Holy Spirit. Um, you know, he, he's always ministering to us, telling us that, okay, you have unforgiveness. And he'll cause us to search ourselves to see where that is. And even with our spouses sometimes, because we feel like, well, that's my husband or my wife. We live together and we make excuses. We feel like it's okay to feel that way with that person or, or you know, however. But um, like apostles say, that's who we're one with. So we definitely have to uh, work that out. In our home, for you could go outside the house because we don't want to be a hypocrite. And my husband was talking to somebody. He had said something, um, and it, it resonated with me like that. And we keep talking about. He says your video need to match your audio, because a lot of people talk a talk, but they're not walking the walk. And it's so important to me that my life line up, because my purpose is to win souls. You know, and I have to be a light. I have to be same thing you were talking about, and um, yes, that's important to me. And when I go to God in prayer, we talk about intimacy. Sometimes we can't become as intimate with uh, I'm trying not to be long intimate with God if we're not intimate with our spouses, because you know, with symbolic God married to the. uh Church. Body to church is the same thing as our marriage to one mm-hmm. another, so everything has to line up. I and mean, we can't expect to be so intimate with God, go into worship and be so intimate if we're not being intimate with our brother who's right there, whether it be your spouse or whoever. And talking about love, so God gave me this scripture, and I said, Well, this is going to be my Sunday school teaching, but you brought up today. So I have to find God to give me something else.
1: No, he can give you the same thing, but he'll bring it another way.
2: All right. Well, um, anyway, just this scripture I just want to share, which is a familiar scripture, but Ephesians 3, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man, because our inner man needs to be strengthened. You know, cause God knows, what well, you know He won't pretend that inner man need to be strengthened. So God, that He would, and according to the reach of his glory and to be strengthened with might by His Spirit, by His Spirit in the inner man. And just like the Holy Spirit ministering to me, and I was in fellowship with Him this morning on this this um, passage of Scripture. And before I went into it, I had meditated on a song, "A Heart That Forgives," mm-hmm. um, said that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith that ye being rooted and grounded in love. Rooted and grounded. So regardless of whatever comes, whatever, you rooted and grounded in love. And that was my prayer on this morning. It's always my prayer. And may be able to comprehend with all saints, because we're a body, what is the breadth and length, the depth and height, and to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge that ye may be filled with all the fullness of God amen
1: amen, amen. amen. did anybody else have anything come on Jennifer did anybody have anything after Jennifer come on Sonia come on Nate. y'all just I
3: shape. think like what you said earlier we <clears throat> I think us as people you have, remember you talking about categorizing sin mm-hmm. oh this is a big sin and I think we look at unforgiveness as a little sin. Mm-hmm. But well, look what it leads to look
1: what it
2: leads to
3: because you'd be want to blow up if you don't say it and then sometimes you're afraid if you do say it what's going to come out <laughs> but I gotta tell y'all something funny about Harold once <laughs> man I don't know if it's after church or what but Harold he was sitting over there and he goes
0: man he goes
3: pastor stepped all over my toes today and i said she did Harold and he goes yeah I said Oh, God, I'm so glad she was talking about you. I thought she was talking about me. I said, that makes me feel so much better. (laughs) He he got so tickled. But that's just how
1: Hera was. Like she said, you couldn't offend him.
4: Uh, God laid this on my heart. This was, um, oh, gosh. um, This was during a time that I was separated from my youngest son. We went through an 11 year separation and it was hard and it was rough. And it still gets rough because our relationship still isn't where it needs to be. But anyway during this time uh, my son, my ex-husband he had a fiance, a girlfriend or whatever and I faulted her for some of the things that were going on. And I didn't know that this was hindering my relationship with god in the process of time i'm at work and um one of the girls i worked with started seeing a guy at work and he was married and she would use excuses like he didn't want his wife anymore he wants me and she don't want him anymore and all of them worked at the hospital and it was a mess and i was attempting, she would come to me and we would talk about the Lord and we'd talk about scriptures and different things. And then me in the process of giving her a simple scripture about adultery when I know what I have walked in, you know, and I'm going to minister to her and God would let me open my mouth. And I'm like, you know, I couldn't understand this. And, you know, because it was so simple, you know, just to pour this Because we know adultery is a sin. You know, and um, when I got in my alone time with God that evening and um, God brought me back to my ex-husband's fiancee, girlfriend. uh, I'm trying not to call her name, but he said, did you ever get that right? Did you ever forgive? Did you ever ask? And I did call her a couple of times, but the calls weren't returned because they thought I was calling in animosity and I wasn't. I was calling in love, in the love of God. And um, I said, God, you put her in my path, and I'll do what I told you I would do and what I have done. I'm in Sam's mind in my own business. You know, God have a way of do things, doing things you don't expect him to do. But God, I ain't mean for you to do it like that. I want you to do it how I got it in my mind to do it, you know. And so I'm in Sam's mind in my business, and I walked down the aisle, I looked down there, and she was down there. And she was with his sister, and she loved toy and people business. But anyway, uh, well, you know, you got people like that in life. We, we like that. I get like that sometimes. But um, anyway, I backed up, and I spoke to them, something neither one of them expected. And I spoke to them, and um, I said, I've been trying to call you. Did you get the message? Of course, you know, whatever. And I let her know that I was so sorry for holding stuff against her and she acted like you know people don't really receive it until you get down to the depth of the depth of it and Holy Spirit take over and when Holy Spirit took over God sent me up on a plane that oh gosh it took me so long to come down till I mean I was just telling her I didn't sin against man I sinned against God Because this was interfering with my relationship with God. This is what Pastor went over. Unforgiveness will hinder your relationship with God. When I was listening on the way here, and I was listening to that, and I said, I got to go back and comb through my marriage. I got to go back and comb through anything that I'm holding against my husband, anything that I'm holding from the from the front door to the pulpit, to every chair, to the ceiling, to the wall, everywhere, anywhere, and here, any of you, that I have done anything, forgive me. And I'm going back through to make sure I have forgiven you anything that I have done. And I was listening, and I I mean, this was cutting to the core, and it still is. I mean, it's cutting to the core. When I left Sam's that day, And I'm going to tell you, I went by my sister-in-law's house to pick up my daughter. She had my daughter, and she had fried these chicken wings. I love me some fried chicken wings. I couldn't even eat the chicken wings. She had two or three slides. I mean, mean, she had it laid out. I couldn't eat. I couldn't eat because I was in such a place with God. It just took me, and I felt so good. And out of my holding stuff against her, I learned to love this person. And that's how we have to be with one another. We need to learn. That's how forgiveness will give you love that you.
1: you <clears throat> thank God, thank You can give it a name. Who? Tell them to hold. Do you mind if they go first, name? Okay, they've been holding for a while. Okay, go ahead. Hey,
5: I'll make it very short. Um, the teaching bus awesome I mean it's good it was just so good God knows what you need and when you need it and you know we we can't hold stuff in our hearts because it does hinder our prayers it hinders our relationship with God because we worship him in spirit and in truth and if we're in the flesh we can't show being the truth at the same time. So we got to study ourselves, look back over our life and say, Lord, how do I handle this? What can I do to make this right? You know, oftentimes you have to humble yourself, even if you feel like you haven't done anything wrong, you still humble yourself and pray over it. And it may come to, you may come to realize, well, that may have been taken the wrong way, or maybe I could have said this different or something. But, you know... He will let you know when you're in prayer that um, what you need to do. And so, you know, the teaching. I just want to say, and I'm not going to stay on here a long time. It's a lot I could say, but we have to um, we have to humble ourselves oftentimes, even when we think we're right and don't want to. We have to humble ourselves and say, Lord, you know, I want you to use me. And that's the way we. Be, that's the way He'll use us. Is when we allow him to use us, and if we're in the flesh, he can't use the flesh, he doesn't hear us when we're in the flesh. So that, that word was good. I, I just want to let you know that it was awesome. And uh, hey, God knows what you need, and we'll send it right on time, amen.
1: God bless you. Enjoyed it. You too. Come on, Nate.
3: So much I can say. One of the things that I can say, as a witness, you know, being full of unforgiveness, it stops your healing. Um, for the last couple of weeks, I just been, like Pastor said, just way down in pain. Shoulders hurt, neck hurt, head hurt. I mean, you can just literally just touch the pain. And you're praying and you're speaking a word and nothing is happening. Pastor called and said, I just called to check on you. name. How you doing? Uh, you know, I'm fine. You know, not really wanting to say I feel the same way today that I felt yesterday. Being so full of yeah, unforgiveness and feeling like I ain't done nothing, that's them. You know, I'm I'm the type of person I try to get along with everybody, try to love everybody. But then when somebody come against me and I feel like I haven't done anything, I'm the type of person so Risa will always say I taught her a lot about stuff she always take me back to the word what does the word say do and i will always respond and say i don't have to go to them because i haven't done anything they need to come to me because they the one has the problem i love people the biggest hurt is just like my nephews i haven't done anything this is how they feel. This is what they did. The only thing I've done is raise these boys, love these boys like they, my, they was my kids. The other boy just got out of prison Friday. And I look at these boys, you know, they walk at my house and, you know, I hug them and I love on them. But I got to learn to love them unconditionally. And, you know, even though the Holy Spirit will tell me these boys are hurting, these boys are grieving, these boys want their mom, but their mom is not there, but Zion, Sean, and Garrett's mom is there. So that's where a lot of the rejection and a lot of the hurt is coming from, but it makes me shut down. I'm done. I'm just done. I'm not doing them more. I'm not inviting them no more. I'm not buying them more Christmas. I'm not taking these Christmas gifts. I'm taking them right and putting them in the closet, and I'm done. I'm through buying presents. I'm just done. I'm leaving them alone. And this is where all my unforgiveness comes from, It's being rejected and me putting up a wall. Because when I put up a wall, I don't care. And that's not who I am. That's the old man. That is not the new creation in Christ that God has created me to be. And by me walking in this unforgiveness, it doesn't matter what they did. Like Pastor said, you have to keep your butt out of it. What does the word tell us to do? Amen. And that's what we have to do, you know, to keep our prayers from being blocked. You know, on the Holy Spirit to come in and let the healing manifest you over your body. You can't receive it because you're just so full of flesh and you're so full of unforgiveness. And you really don't think that you are, mm-hmm. but you is because we have the love of God inside of us. And he's creating us who he have us to be. Amen. We are, we are not that old man anymore. We're supposed to love agape. We're supposed to be able to love on people in spite of what they do. Like Pastor said, it's time to just stop. It's time to give it up. You know, both of the boys is home now, and I know that I have to go to them. That's the only way that I'm going to be able to release the unforgiveness and be able to truly love them. From, the, from my heart, and that's what they need. Amen. They love their unconditional love for me in spite of, and you know, allowing them to see the Holy Spirit in me. Um, love covers a multitude of sins. But I just continue to love them in spite of, eventually, you know. They'll come around, but I'm not supposed to wait until they do whatever or, to the, or they say whatever. It's been a long time. My sister's been dead. nineteen years. It's been a long time. and I've been walking around with this. nineteen years. Just the stuff that it was just so bad. Just when he called on the telephone, I couldn't even really talk to him. And that ain't the way I'm supposed to be. I should have been there you know as aunt regardless because they grieving and they hurting me they want a mom I know I've lost my mom too so I know what it feels like
1: Renee remember this scripture for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son and he gave his son for us outside of what we do or what we want to do. It ain't based on us. It was based on his love he had for us that we didn't have to earn. So if you give them something, you shouldn't look for nothing in return. Because you giving it to them out of the love you have for them. Not based on if they say hey or bye. you doing it the way God would do it and God will help you get through it. Don't look for a return. Just do what God is requiring you to do, and it will work out in the long run. You don't do like them. You do like Christ. Amen. We're going to go ahead and close out. Deacon Willie, y'all, as the Lord leads, it's a lot of people that need some mending. And we all need to open our hearts and do what the word tells us to do. And be who God wants
0: us to be. Amen. For real. Wasn't that an inspiring message? Thanks for listening to the end. Join us every Tuesday for Bible study. And every Sunday for service. We're looking forward to hearing from you as well. Feel free to reach out to us via the website at www.mtdm.org. God bless you and we'll see you next time.